0: In Second uh, Kings chapter 2, we'll begin reading in verse uh, number 9. Um, the Bible says, And it came to pass, and when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, It shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. And it came to pass, as they still went on, and talked, that, behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire, and parted them both asunder, and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Father, I pray you'd help me tonight. I pray, Lord, you'd make this text come alive in our hearts and our minds And I pray, Lord, that it would be as if we were standing on the banks of the Jordan River watching the man of God go up. And I pray that we'd be encouraged and be helped tonight from this story, Lord, of an event, Lord, no doubt happened many decades and centuries ago. But Lord, I know tonight that there's some relevant truth here for all of us to help us in our daily walk. And I pray, Lord, the same power that rested upon Elijah and Elisha, you'd allow to rest upon me tonight as I try to be your mouthpiece and preach your word. Lord, that's all I want tonight. Lord, you know my heart. I just want to be a mouthpiece. I don't want to say anything, Lord, in and of myself. I just want to speak the word of God in a way that it's remembered, Lord, not just tonight, but in the days to come. It might have an effect on the hearts of those that are here. We love you tonight. We thank you for the blessed word of God. And I pray now tonight you'd help us to treat it with the reverence and respect it deserves. For it's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. I said this is the farewell tour of Elijah. We didn't read it, but hold on. We'll get there in just a second. But e- Elijah's ministry is coming to an end. And, and I want to say tonight we need to all be uh, aware uh, that our day will come when our ministry will come to an end. And, uh, and so we must work and we must labor with that in mind that there will be a day when we cannot work and we cannot labor. And I love love the Bible, and and, and it's amazing to me how this end to Elijah's ministry is about as fitting as one could be. He come in out of nowhere, and he went out into nothing. I mean, it's almost like he showed up in, in a split second. He left out in a split second, but while he was here, he made a difference in his uh generation and among god's people now in verse number 11 I, I this is where i've got the thought i've prayed and asked the lord to help me i am not looking to preach anything new uh in fact there's nothing new under the sun i i, I just want to preach the same old story that uh, that men of god have been preaching for two, for two thousand years since the cross but i do want something i ask the lord to give me something fresh and I'll be honest tonight, I could, preach, I could preach you the sermon Terry Pace preached that night. I could, I could preach every point of it. I could preach the message. I've heard Brother Mark Stroud preach on this. I could preach his message. I could preach her brother Ricky Gravely preach on this text on leaving a mark. I could preach, but I don't want that. I want something fresh. And here's what the Lord showed me that was fresh to me, and I hope it'll be fresh to you. Now listen, the Bible says, now they've crossed the Jordan River, miraculously, And Elijah told Elisha, he said, what do you want? And you can tell a lot about a person's spirituality or lack of spirituality about their wants. Of all the things he could ask for, he said, I want a double portion of your spirit. And it it convicts me because I'll be honest, my spirit, that's little s too, by the way, my spirit a lot of times is not much to be desired. But Elijah had lived in such an influential way around Elisha that Elisha, he said, I want twice of what he's got. And Elijah said, he said, if you see me go up, it'll be answered. And in verse number 11, it says, And it came to pass, as they, Elijah and Elisha, still went on and taught, Behold, there appeared a chariot of fire. Now, here's the phrase I want you to look at, as they still went on, as they still went on, and, and if the Lord will help me for a moment, I want to preach on, on this thought, going on for God, going on for God. You know what Elijah's ministry was? It was one of just going on. Remember we preached about it under the juniper tree, how he was ready to die, and the Bible says he departed and he went. He departed, and everywhere we've read, he, the God, God said, get up and go, and he got up and went. And, and, and his ministry really ends in the same manner that it began. He's doing the same thing on his last day in the ministry as he was doing the first day of the ministry. He was just going on for God. He said he went on. They went on still. They still went on. I want you to know tonight that Elijah... Uh, Elijah was a great man of God, and nobody can deny that. I don't believe God called him a man of God. (laughs) Amen. And Elijah was the real deal. Nobody—I don't believe anybody would question that he was authentic, that he was uh, uh, genuine, that his faith was unfeigned faith. There's nothing hypocritical about Elijah. He was true blue, died in the war hundred proof. I mean, he was a real man of God. But I want you to know what made him special, it wasn't his IQ. It wasn't his training. It wasn't his talent. What made Elijah such an effective man of God, or if you would, a child of God, was that Elijah went on. Elijah went on. He would not give up. He went on. He kept going on. He kept going on. Amen. I mean, people tried to killed and he just went on. And people mocked him and he just went on. People questioned him and he just went on. People criticized him. He just went on. And he kept going on. And when, he, when he had good days, he went on. When he had bad days, he went on. But he just went on. I want you to know tonight, I want you to know you may not be able to raise the dead like Elijah, but you can go on like Elijah. You may not be able to call fire down from heaven like Elijah, but you can go on like Elijah. You may not be able to turn a little bit, a little barrel of meal, a little cruise of oil, into a feast for a family. But you can go on like Elijah. You may not be able to go outside tonight and say, "Lord, don't let it rain for three years and it not rain." But I tell you what, you and I can do. We can go on for God, just like Elijah did. Amen. 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 brother Elijah, what? Quit Elijah, like. Brother Elijah, of that song. I'm going that way amen that last verse is my favorite one it says i know i shall see him at the gate when troubles are past i shall, i know i shall meet him in glory at last and then he says and he'll hear me say well done for trusting his soul redeeming grace i want you to know tonight everybody in here can go on for the glory of god I may not can be the best preacher. I may not can be the best pastor. I may never be the. I, I, I mean, I have to. I, I you understand? Uh, there's some things we need to all uh, come to uh, uh, grips with about us, you know, and and realize that what well, the Christian life is not it's not flashing stars and fireworks and. I, I tell you what it is. It's getting up in the morning and saying, I'm going on for God today. Amen? And it's, go, it's, it's going its to the next day and saying, I'm going for God that day. And that's what Elijah did. He went on, and the Bible said he went on still. And that's what I want. I want to go on, don't you? Amen. Now, quickly, I want to show you three things about this. I believe we can learn from Elijah's going on to help us go on. Amen? There's a lot of people tonight that ain't going on. Yeah. They're going away, yeah. and some are going by the way of the grave. I mean, I, I was thinking, I was thinking the other day. Uh, I was trying to think of all the preachers that had influence on my, and just about every one of them has gone on. Yeah. And then there's a lot of them they've not gone on, but the, they're still living, but they're dead men walking. <laughs> they've turned on the word. They've turned away, and, and they're no longer serving God. And tonight, I want you to know, if we follow Elijah, if we study this and with our hearts uh, uh, willing to, to, to be helped, and don't be full of pride tonight. Don't say, oh, I'm going to go on. I don't need to hear this. Don't be one of those that says, I'm standing tall, I'm standing firm, and I'm staying with it. And it's not going to be me because I promise you there's better and there's stronger and better Christians than you and I who thought the very same thing and they've quit going on for God. The first thing I want you to see is the hindrances that were real with him. You say, What do you mean, Brother Martin? I mean this. This was, we all always heard this preached as if this was an easy day for Elijah. I'd say this might have been a hard day. Can you imagine spending a day knowing it was your last day? Knowing God was going to take you, but you didn't know when? You knew how, but you didn't know when. <laughs> I mean, you, you, maybe you've got such faith. I, I was talking to a preacher. I'm not going to name his name, but he was very sick about two years ago, nearly died. And he talked about how uneasy that was and how, how how, how and, and, and listen, uh, you may say, well, that's God, that's not going to be me. I mean, let's hold on and find out, I guess. But the truth is, if it was easy to go on tonight, everybody would be going on. Yeah. If there were no hindrances to going on, listen. Every pulpit in this is in the country would be filled with a preacher. Yeah. But instead, they have to call, and there's uh, there for every one preacher, there's ten empty pulpits right now. I mean, every I mean, you ask know, Brother David, every I mean, it's like it's, I don't know if it's, it's I'm, I'm assuming that it's the same around the country as around here. But they, I, I believe there's more churches without pastors than with pastors. And why is there such a shortage? I believe because there's men that got in the way but they weren't willing to go on and they didn't understand that there are some real hindrances to going on. Amen. The devil's not just going to step out of your life and say live for God, serve God, glorify God, worship and praise God. And, and no, he's going to try to hinder us and try to, uh, 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 try to get us out of the way so he can destroy what life we have. Right. Hindrances that were real. I say if, if if going on was easy, churches would be full. Right. Yeah. I'm not sure, Brother Joe, how many's on our roll, but I'd say there's a lot more than's here tonight. A lot more. How many? And I, I'm not being critical. I mean, it could be you. It could be me next. So we're not. I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not. The Lord knows my heart. But I guarantee you, there, if there's been one, there's been a hundred that's come through this church that they joined and they said, praise God, I've been looking for this. This is just what I wanted. Man, I can't believe it. I, I, this, this is my home. This is my family. I want to say this. There's, not, there's a lot of words that, are being, that get thrown around nowadays. Love's one of them. Been ruined. Love, I mean, people I mean, they say love this, love. But I'll tell you, another word words, being ruined is family. Uh-huh. I hear it all the time, my family. My, ch- my church family, my my softball family, my basketball family. And the truth is, they're not really your family. Amen. <laughs> hey, you want to find out, just do something they don't want or, or become no longer profitable for them, become no longer a part of them, and then find out if they're your family. Yeah. But how many people have come into church and said, hey, I I, I love this, man, this is what I want. And they're there on Sunday morning and Sunday night and Wednesday night. And they were all excited. And then all of a sudden they were gone and they never come back. Amen. I mean, I baptized something we never saw again. I don't know if I didn't do it right or what, but I mean, they never come back. And the truth is tonight that there's real here. Now, quickly, I want you to think about this. The problems that faced him. Elijah knew this was his last day. If you knew this was your last day, would there not be a few problems facing you? Maybe he maybe he was feeling down, thinking, man, I wish I'd never give up on God. I wish I'd never quit and got under that juniper tree. Maybe he was thinking about opportunities. You see, the Bible don't tell us everything about Elijah, but it does tell us, tell us he was a man of light passions like we are. And Brother Mike, I'd say he had some regrets about some things he didn't do. He probably had some things, some missed opportunities, where he thought I should have said something and I didn't. And maybe he felt like a failure because Israel was still steeped in idolatry and rebellion and he thought that God was going to use him to bring revival and yet revival had not come I don't know what all it was but you can bet this there was problems that faced him People get out them, they quit going for God because these problems over, overwhelm them. These problems bombard them and they get concerned by what they did do or what they didn't do or what they should have done or what they couldn't have done. And it overwhelms problems. Fa- I think about this. Not only the problems that face him, but I think about the people that failed him. Luke in verse 3. And the sons of the prophets that were at Bethel came forth to Elisha and said to them, knowest thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? He said, yeah, I know it. Hold ye your, you your peace. Now, I'm not going to read all this, but basically these sons of the prophets, Elijah started a school of the prophets, and that school of the prophets was a training for these preachers, these young preachers. And these sons of the prophets are trying to talk to Elisha and convince him to stop following Elijah. Now, let me tell you something. God told Elisha to follow Elijah, and that's what he did. The Bible says he washed. He ministered to him and he washed his hands. Now, without being crude or, 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 or uh, inappropriate, in and, 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 and their times, that was not the best job to have. And when they went to the restroom, he washed his hands. It was a humble, it was a low job, you understand? But Elisha did it with all his heart because God told him to do it. Now these young sons of the prophets are trying to talk him in uh, on the day when the man of God needed him the most, they were wanting him to walk away. And by the way, the same thing's going on now. They're wanting to take the young ones. They're wanting to take the young preachers. And people are like, why why is it such a big deal? Why do we got to be? I'll tell you why. Because there is a whole generation of young men and young preachers who are being seduced and enticed by the glamour, by the bright lights and the big stage and the large crowd. And they think that that's what being a man, a God called man is. Yes. They knew they couldn't talk Elijah into going back, but they tried to talk Elisha into going back. Oh, Elisha, say, well, I'm going to anyway. But guess what? Elijah had something they didn't have. Elijah had the mantle. Amen. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I, I, but anyhow, so that, but don't you know it had to discourage Elijah for these sons of the prophets that he had trained to try to discourage Elijah from staying with a man of God. And I tell you, a lot of people, they stop going for God because of other people. Uh-huh. Paul told the church at Galatia, he said, he said, who, he said, ye did run well. Who hath bewitched you? Right. Most of the times, and, and Brother David, Brother Tiger, Brother Mike, you're that pastor. When people quit going for God, it's not a what. Most of the time, it's a who. Uh-huh. It's somebody. And here Elijah is, and he knows it's his last day. And Elijah knows it's, Elisha knows it's his last day. And the sons of the prophets know it's his last day. And they say, why are you going to go with him? He's about to be gone. He can't help you no more. He can't get you no more meetings anymore. He can't promote you anymore. He can't put you on a bulletin anymore. Nobody's going to be bragging about the fact you're Elijah's Elijah servant because Elijah's about to be gone. And I can almost hear Elijah saying, I didn't come to follow him. Because of a, pro, a, a, a promotion, I didn't come to follow him uh, so he could give me a big name. I'm following him. I'm his servant because God has placed me here under his authority, and I'm not going to forsake him now. Amen. But that makes people want to quit going for God. When people, And by the way, people will fail you. I promise you, if you stay in church, in this church, life, I'll fail you. I'm not not saying that with pride. And and here's the truth. If I stay here long enough, you're going to fail me. But we can't quit going for God because I failed you or you failed me. We got to keep going for God. You understand? Uh, Church, when we have hard times, we just can't throw in the towel and fold up our tent and shut the doors and say, well, this happened or that happened. We've got to keep going for God. And if people walk away and leave, let us continue doing what we're doing. Let us keep preaching the word. Let us stay faithful to the Lord. Uh, Let us be true to our calling. Uh, Let us be unshaken by it and steadfast in it. And then maybe if they do come back, they'll find us doing the same thing when they left. Hindrances. that that was real. Now, I want to show this. There was some help that was ready for him. The Lord helped Elijah in his last day, just as he did in the days gone by. If we desire tonight to go on for God, listen, I believe the Lord will give us help. And Brother David, if he don't help us, we can't go on. If it, I believe it was David said, if it had not been for the Lord, if it had not been for the Lord, How many times would you and I, how many times would we have not gone on if it hadn't been for the Lord? And listen, Elijah found some help on this day. And, and, and quickly, I want you to think about this. The promise that he had received, that was some help. You say, what do you mean? Elijah had been told by God that this was going to be his day. God had told him he was going to be taken in a whirlwind. He had, it had been revealed unto him. There was a promise. And, and listen, how can we go on for God? I tell you how, because of these precious promises in the Word of God. Amen. Amen. We used to sing this little song when I was a kid, Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. That makes some uh, uh, Ruckmanites nervous, but I like it still. Amen. Uh, the promise of God. Elijah said, I got to go on. I got to go on because God told me today's the day. And if Elijah ever was going to go on for God, this would have been the day to do it. Amen. Uh, 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 this would have been a bad time for him to sit down, cross his arms, and say, these... I, I'm just not going to do it today. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take a day off. Oh no. If there was ever a day that Elijah needed to be going for God, it was on this day, because on this day is when that whirlwind was going to come and take him up. And I'm just trying to tell you tonight, we don't ever know which day it's going to be, but there's coming a day. Amen. And there's coming a day when the Lord himself is going to come. And we need to be going for God when he comes. Amen. He wanted to see the promise fulfilled. He had to go on for God. He didn't know how. He didn't know when exactly, but he knew it was going to happen. When we feel like going back or giving up, we need to remember the promises of God. Today might be our day. Amen. Tonight might be my night. And if, it's that, if, if tonight's my night, I want God to find me going on when he comes. Right. The promises he received. The places he revis- revisited, that helped him. Elijah made four stops on his way out. <laughs> and the first one was Gilgal. Now, I call that the place of commencement. You say, what do you mean Gilgal? When, the, when, the, when Joshua led the Hebrew children across the Jordan River, they stopped at Gilgal. They reinstituted the Passover. They built the 12-stone memorial on the the banks of the Jordan River right there, a reminder to them of what God had done. And then they circumcised all the males that had not yet been. It was was a place of beginnings. Now, the battle was just in sight. The battle was just, but they hadn't fought yet. It was a place of beginning. That's where it began. That's where where God said, I'm going to roll back the reproach of Egypt from thee. And so Elijah went to Gilgal The first place before he went up He said I want to go to Gilgal I want to go back to where it all began And I want to tell you now What will help you to go on for God Is go back to where it all began Brother Mark testified about four years ago When it all began And and Miss Barbara testified 63 years ago Where it all began And Brother Mark the only way If the Lord allows you to live 59 more years The only way you're going to get to 63 I guarantee you Miss Barbara had to go back to that place time and time and time again. I know Brother David has had to go back to that place. And Miss Alice, I mean, anybody that's been in the way for any time at all has to go back by Gilgal. Elijah said before I go out, I'm going to go by Gilgal where it all began. Amen? And I'm telling you what will help you to go on for God is go back to where it all began. I don't care if it was under a tent, in an altar, in a car, in a closet, in a a sun school room, uh, whether it was Bible school, Revival, or Camp Meeting, or whatever it was, go back to where it all began and say, Lord, help me go on. Since Kim and I got married, I don't believe maybe three or four times I've been back to Harmony Street Baptist Church. Can't go back now. It's it's no longer in existence. I can't go back. That one time was there. I tried to, and it was all locked up. But I, you know what i done? I peeked through the door, and I looked up there, and I said, there's a the spot. And I told the devil, I don't know if he was listening, but I said, there it is right there. there. I may not go in there, but you know where it's at. And listen tonight, you need to build. If you want to go on, there's help for going on. And, and what helped Elijah, he had to go revisit some places, Gilgal. That's the place of commencement. That's where it all began. Oh, listen tonight, never let us get so big that we forget the smallness of our beginnings. Gilgal, then he went to Bethel. Gilgal would be the place of commencement. Bethel would be the place of communion. It was Bethel. Bethel means house of God. You remember Jacob, when he was fleeing from Esau, he'd come there that night. He laid his head down on a stone for a pillar. And that night, the Lord showed him a, 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 a ladder going up to heaven. And angels decent and, uh, and asin. And there's something in that. I'm not going to get on it for now. But they came down before they went up anyway. And, and, and Jacob said, I'm going to name this place Bethel. But then after he spent 20 years down there in Laban's house, his father-in-law, uh, you know what happened seven years? He's, he, he, he was trying to get Rachel, and then and his daddy-in-law pulled a, pulled, a, pulled a fast one on him, just like Jacob had done Esau. You reap what you sow. Yeah, amen. I mean, he went there. I mean, he was going on their honeymoon, and, and she pulled that veil off. And he said, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Oh, Lord. So he said, seven more years," and he worked seven more years. Then seven more years. You know the story. And the way the Bible says, the way of a transgressor is hard. And old Jacob uh, uh, down there uh, for twenty-one years was away from out of the will of God. But but finally, finally, he said in, in Genesis thirty-five, he said, "Let us arise and go to Bethel." Amen. He said, I got to get back to Bethel. And that night he got there and they said Esau's coming and he's got a big army with him. And old Jacob said, oh no, this is it. He sent his wife and his servants and his children on the other side of that brook there. And he lay down and the same God that met him 21 years earlier came that night and met him there and he wrestled with him that night. He wrestled with him that night. And the Bible says the Lord touched the hollow of his thigh and God touched. He said, your name's no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince thou hast power both with God and with man. Amen. And the Bible said, and the sun rose upon Jacob that day. And what a sunrise that was. And and so so Bethel, and he said, I'm going to call this place not Bethel, but El Bethel. Bethel means house of God. El Bethel means the God of the house of God and so Bethel is a place of communion Bethel is a place of worship, Bethel is a place where you go back, Elijah went to Bethel and he remembered the times of worship, the times of fellowship uh, the times of of, of wrestling with God and meeting with God, and I want you to know tonight, uh, people can downplay the importance of church and minimize uh, the significance of the assembled body of Christ, Uh, but when we assemble uh, I tell you something, happens when we assemble and the body comes together and she praises the Lord and she worships the Lord. It gives us strength to go on. He went to Bethel. He went to Gilgal. He went to Jericho. Gilgal was a place of commencement where it all began. Bethel, a place of communion. Jericho was a place of conquest, victory. If we're going to go on for God, we need to go back to them places where we had victory in our life. And maybe you feel defeated tonight. Maybe tonight you're beat down, wore out, and, and 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 the devil's just been wearing you out all week long. I'll tell you what will help you to go on for God is go find the last place God answered a prayer. Go, fa- go find the last place God. Oh, old, old Elijah, he's getting ready to leave out and he walks across and walks and looks at Jericho and Elijah's with him. He said, boy, wouldn't you like to have been here when them walls come tumbling down? Amen. Oh, wouldn't you like to have been here when God shook the earth, oh, when the trumpets blew and the people shouted, hey, you know what Elijah was doing? He was reminiscing Listen on the victory God had given him in His own life, and listen. I thank the Lord tonight. I can go to some places where He gave me victory—a victory over sin, a victory over despair, a victory over discouragement, a victory over weariness. Elijah went back to Jericho, but then he come to Jordan. That's a place of consecration. Do you know what the word Jordan means? It means descender. You know where the Jordan begins? At Mount Hermon. It's the highest point in Israel. You know where the Jordan River ends? At the Dead Sea. That's the lowest point in Israel. And they said that there are seven places of descent in the Jordan River. And so everybody thinks the Christian life is like this now you know, bigger, bigger, broader, wider, you know. But the truth of the matter is, if you want to go further for God, you got to go down. You got to go down. And and so he goes to Jericho. That's a place of, uh, of consecration. He remembers, and by the way, The depth of your surrender determines the height of your service. If you want to serve God in a high way, if you want to serve God in a wide way, if you want to serve God in a big way, then you're going to have to go way down. You know, the men and women that made the biggest impact on this world for the glory of God are men and women who were deeply dedicated to God, who had died with Christ, who had buried their old flesh, who had buried their old desires. Listen to me Elijah did not die on this day, he had died a long time before. Amen. The place he revisited, places revisited. Now, verse 8, and Elijah took his mantle. And wrapped it together and smote the waters, and they were divided hither and thither, so they, they went two over, on dry ground. The power that revived him, Amen. It's almost like the Lord said, "I'm going to show you. You still got the same power." Now, physically, he was feeble. Physically, he was older. Physically, he was tired. If you'd lived the way he had lived, and been, I mean. We're not talking about modern conveniences and comforts and things like that. I mean, he had had a, he had had a, a stressful, you know what I'm saying? He was weathered by life. And, and I can't do it like Brother Pace did, but, but he took off his coat. And, I mean, listen, I don't believe in putting fleeces out for God, and that's not what I'm trying to tell you to do tonight, but I know Elijah had confidence in the Lord. And he knew God had told him to go on the other side of the Jordan River. And the Jordan River was between him and where God wanted to be. He took off that old mantle. Now, listen, I'm telling you, he didn't have a mantle for every day. I guarantee you, he didn't have a a, a servant walking around carrying his his wardrobe with him, you know. Here, let's give him a fresh mantle. No, that was the same mantle. That's the same mantle he was wearing on Mount Carmel when the fire, maybe it was singed right there where the fire come down on Mount Carmel. That was the same mantle he wore when he ran ahead of Ahab's uh, chariots to Jezreel. That was the same mantle he had on when he laid over the widow, uh, the son of the widow of Zarephath and breathed on him and prayed life back in him. That was the same mantle he'd been wearing. It was tattered and torn and worn and stained and ripped and no doubt it looked pitiful. But that mantle had something in it and had something on it, amen. And he round up and he smote the Jordan River and the water went... And it was like the God of heaven said, Elijah, you still got it. Amen. (laughs) You still got it. Amen. And I want you to know the Lord, the gifts of God are, the gifts and cons of God are without repentance. And oh, listen, Elijah, the power, how can we go on for God? We need the power of God Amen. to revive us. Amen. The power of God to uh, uh, show itself in our lives. And uh, on his last day, God said, here's one more miracle for you, Elijah. Here's one more for you. And listen to me. Uh, I believe the Christian life uh, should be a success of miracles it begins with a miracle a salvation is not just a, a human decision it's not just a a, a rational ascent a, a higher knowledge it is a supernatural thing being born again is a miracle a divine miracle a, a miracle of the power of almighty god and then there's more miracles and more miracles but on the last day god said you still got the power Verse 12, I'm almost done. The Bible says Elisha saw it. Now, the help that was ready for him, I think about the partner that remained. You say, what do you mean? I think it helped him to go on because Elisha went on with him. Now, think about this. There were 50 on the wrong side of the Jordan River. Watch. There was just one that went with Elijah on the right side. There was one that had a double portion and the 50 got nothing. And here's what I'm trying to say. Elijah told Elisha to stay at Bethel. He said, I can't. I ain't going to leave you. The Lord told me to come with you. I'm going with you all the way. (laughs) They come to, they come to uh, Jericho. Elijah said, just stay here. And then the old sons of the prophets and liberals, you know, the, 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 the contemporary boys over there saying, don't go with him, dude, bruh. Stay with us, bruh. Bruh. And Elijah said, no, I can't, bruh. I ain't in that bruh stuff. I'm going with Elijah. God told me to go with him. As long as he's here, I'm going to stick with him. They come to the Jordan River. And Elijah says, stay here. He said, I ain't gonna stay here. Now you remember when he called him, he said, Elisha said, let me go home and tell He said, That's he said, What do I have to do with that? What do I have to do with thee? Now it's almost the reverse. He's saying, Go back, go back. And don't you know every time Elijah Elijah said, I'm going with you, don't you know oh Elijah's heart? Amen. <laughs> hey, I want you to know what the hardest to me, the hardest. I believe one of the hardest things being a pastor or being a church member is seeing the ones walk away. It's like that you never do, it's like you never knew them. it's like you never went to church. it's like you never had fellowship. it's like you never and, and, and watching and, and it breaks your heart but, but listen, thank God there's some elijahs Elijah was encouraged. he was helped by the fact. That Elijah said, I'm not going back. I'm going with you. I'm going with you until you're gone. I'm going with you. Now get this. If Elijah had not kept going for God, Elisha never would have had a double portion. And I want you to know that you and I, we got to keep going. Because there's somebody else. That needs us to go on. Amen. And if we don't go on, we may change their life in a negative way. Right. Amen. The help that was ready for them. Now, in verse 11, it came to pass as they still went on and taught that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire, a custom-made chariot. Isn't it appropriate that the prophet of fire is taken out in a chariot of fire drawn by horses of fire. <laughs> Amen. They make fun of those fiery preachers. There's something about that fire. He called fire on Mount Carmel. Chapter 10. Kings 1, he called the fire of God down for him and consumed them. And now God said, here you go. Here is your personal custom-made V8 fiery chariot. Amen. We need to go on for God because of the heaven. I think about the heaven that was rewarded to him. He said he went up into heaven. I want y'all to know tonight, heaven is a reality. Heaven is our reward. Amen. We need to go on for God because heaven's waiting on us. That's right. This world's not our home. This ain't it. This ain't the end. You understand? Let's not be dis, uh, distracted. Let's not become enamored with, with these, these vain and, and worthless things down here. There is a, there's a land that's fairer than day. I mean, listen, there is a place whose builder and maker is God. There is a place who's got 12 foundations made of 12 precious stones, gates of pearl, walls of chasper, streets of gold, amen, a river of life that runs through it. Uh, there's a, there's a the, the tree of life that bears Oh man, the fruits of their sin. I'm talking about. There is a place right now, as we sit right here. There is a place called heaven. Amen. 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 Now I just said I'm going on for God, cause there's a whirlwind coming for me. <laughs> I've been told I'm waiting for my whirlwind. <laughs> I wait. There was a rapture. Is what it was? It was a, he got raptured out. And by the way, that's what's going to happen to us if you're saved now. them posters and mirrors and all that. They can believe what they want, but I believe. Listen, I believe with all my heart. I believe like a thief in the night, he's coming for yep. us. As the lightning flashes from the east to the west, he's coming for us. Right. And an, and, I, and listen, Elijah was going on. But guess what? When the Lord found him, guess what he's doing? Just going on. Yeah. Going yeah. on. And you know what we should want? We should want the Lord to find us just going on. Amen. As he went. <laughs> Heaven, it was a sure reward because the Lord promised it. Supernatural reward. No man could do for Elijah what God did. It was a sudden reward. One second he was here. Next next second he was there. It was a secure reward. It was in heaven. I want you to know tonight, that's our heaven. Why should I go on for God? Because heaven's our reward. Heaven's our reward. And if you want to hear God say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, You know what a good and faithful servant is? It's one that just goes on and goes on.